the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Todd Starn Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us! That's right! I love this American right! Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah! And hello, America! Welcome to the Todd Starnes radio program. We are so happy to have you with us today and hope you're doing well wherever you might be across america well we've got a lot going on today and uh, we're going to get to this uh this crazy story over the weekend where it's we've really lost count now but it's four or five of these aircraft these high altitude aircraft that have allegedly been shot down by the military now we haven't seen any video evidence of this and typically the military has been releasing this this footage uh, but we haven't seen uh, any official information um, the military is telling us that this happened but i'm not too sure i'm i'm believing what the military is is telling us N- not at this point but anyway some weird stuff is going down and I'm, I'm, I'm a little perplexed here. I have a, a few theories as to what this might be, but I want to hear from you because, I mean, it really does run the gamut. Uh, some people believe that th- this is evidence of, of ET, extraterrestrial beings. Uh, others say, oh, this is Russia or China, or it might even be us that we might be shooting down our own objects, or we may be shooting down nothing but telling people that we are in fact shooting things. I it, and then others are saying, well, this is a false flag to divert our attention from something else that Joe Biden is up to. So I'm curious. This hour of the program, and we're going to have Congressman Matt Rosendale on from Montana. He's been very outspoken over this. He's going to join us uh, in the next hour of the program. But I want to I want to hear from you. What do you think is going on here? There were there were a lot of people that were speculating over the weekend that this may very well be some sort of an alien invasion. And I kid you not, this they actually asked this question. At a Pentagon briefing over the weekend, they had a New York Times reporter, and she flat out asked the Pentagon, hey, look, are we dealing with some sort of an alien invasion here? And as the uh, audio tells us, um, the, uh, the Pentagon military official said, well, we're not ruling anything out. We're not ruling anything out at all. So so that leads to even more speculation, because you would think that they would just go ahead and eliminate this possibility that reptilian overlords were about to invade the world planet earth they would just go ahead and put those rumors to rest but they didn't do it they did not do it 
So we're going to be taking your calls on this, 844-747-8868, our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Also, we're looking at a, a breaking news story out of New York City, and it looks like we may have some sort of a domestic terrorist attack underway. Um, this coming from Fox News there was a man driving a U-Haul, went on a rampage in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. Uh, that is a very conservative part of Brooklyn um, and uh, the home of a lot of police officers and firefighters. The New York City Police Department um, not confirming much, but Fox is reporting the suspect was apprehended. A number of people were hit and badly injured. No idea what the motive was. The, there are some tweets suggesting the NYPD is looking at whether or not there might be an explosive device in the, in the truck. The Associated Press um, also now reporting that the truck mounted a sidewalk in the Bay Ridge neighborhood of Brooklyn. Um, this all coincides with the start of a death penalty case involving an Islamic extremist who killed eight people back in 2017 by mowing them down with a truck. I remember that day. It was a very busy news day for us at Fox uh, when that terrorist attack happened. So anyway, we're going to be following uh, those details as well. And we also want to hear from you about what you, what do you think is going on here with these, uh, these balloons uh, and by the way, the military coming out over the weekend and saying, well, this is, um, these were not balloons. One of the objects looked to be like an octagon, and uh, there, no one's really quite saying much. I do find it interesting that in the middle of all of this, hardly anybody's talking about the story, not even Fox News. I mean, hardly anybody is talking about the fact that you've got fighter jets that are shooting down whatever these objects are, in the sky over the United States of America. And I'd like to know why. And I think we're deserving of, of an answer there. But it also strikes me as puzzling that so many people are saying this is just all make-believe, do not believe what they're telling you, that there's something else going on. And it could be that uh, to divert attention from Joe Biden and the, the Nordstrom pipeline and the fact that he gave the orders to blow it up, that could be one reason. Also looking at this horrible story out of East Palestine, Ohio, where you had that massive train explosion, and now we're getting word that all these people are, are all these uh, animals, farm animals, fish, dying hundreds of miles away from this chemical spill. So we'll take your calls on that. Um, 844-747-8868, toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. And uh, by the way, check out our website, toddsterns.com. We'll keep you updated on the breaking news story out of New York City. We'll be right back. I've noticed that when I go to the shopping mall and buy one of the towels, they just don't seem to work very well. 
They feel too soft and too lotion-y. They just don't absorb the water. Well, our good friend Mike Lindell over at MyPillow has found a solution, and you've got to get yourself one of his brand-new towels. These things are incredible, and best of all, they're made right here in the U.S., and all of his towels come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. You're going to be able to get a six-piece set, two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths, all made with USA cotton. They are soft yet absorbent, and you're normally going to pay over $100, but thanks to our good friend Mike Lindell, $39.99. That's it. It's a great deal. All you have to do, go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the towels. Just enter the promo code STARNS or you can call 800-839-8506 for some incredible radio specials. Again, MyPillow.com, promo code STARNS. All right, welcome back to the Todd Stearns radio program. Happy to have you with us today. John Kirby weighing in from the White House over the spy balloons, cut number 13. I want to get your reaction to some breaking news out of Beijing just in the last hour or two. The foreign ministry there has accused the United States since the start of 2022 of flying balloons uh, 10 different times over Chinese airspace. Can you uh, respond to that accusation? Not true. Not doing it. Just absolutely not true. So the U.S., let me just push you a little further then. So the U.S. is not using these balloons technologies at all over China? That is right. We are not flying balloons uh, over China. That is absolutely true. Okay, and then lastly then, just as will, there be this, will that viewpoint be expressed directly to Beijing beyond here on the friendly confines of Morning Joe? Uh, when, when do the next conversation start between Washington and Beijing over a matter that's clearly inflaming tensions between the two countries? Well, two points there, Jonathan. First of all, we still have diplomatic relations with China. We still have an embassy there. It's not like all communications between us and the PRC have shut down. Uh, obviously, there are certain vehicles like military to military vehicles, which are not open to us right now. And that's unfortunate. Uh, but we do have the ability to communicate directly with the uh, Chinese leaders. And we have uh, in private settings about our concerns over that uh, that spy balloon. All right. And by the way, here's that reporter from the New York Times asking about whether or not uh, we're we're being invaded by extraterrestrials. Cut number five. Uh, Because you still haven't been able to tell us what these things are that we are shooting out of the sky, uh, that raises the question, um, have you ruled out aliens or extraterrestrials? And if so, why? Because that is what everyone is asking us right now. And thanks for the question, Helene. I'll let the intel community and the uh, counterintelligence community figure that out. I haven't ruled out anything uh, at this point. We continue to assess uh, every threat or potential threat unknown that approaches North America uh, with an attempt to identify it. So what does that mean? Why why would you not at that point just step in? Because, you know, people are there are some people really freaking out about all of this stuff. Why would you not at least just come out and say, you know what? Yeah, we've heard the rumors. There is no ET. There is there there is no there there are no secret alien spacecraft. This is not Independence Day three. Uh, you're you're good. But they did not do that. So do you think that the White House is now trolling the American people? Because there are some there are people out there who are really alarmed by all of this stuff. I'm just glad 
that we're shooting these things down if, in fact, there were things to shoot down. Let's go to the phones here, 844-747-8868. Let's go to Maryland. Victor, all right, Victor, are you buying? Are you buying what the White House is selling here? Are you kidding me? I mean, every single week there's one crisis after another, and they always find something to cover it up. I'm glad you mentioned the uh, Ohio story. That's a major uh, um, environmental disaster right there in our backyard. And then you got the North Sea, another environmental disaster caused by Biden. And all he wants to talk about is balloons and people out there invading Earth. Come on. This is nine, This is 2023, not 1938 with Orson Welles. It does make you wonder what, what the Biden administration is up to. I mean, it, it really does, because whenever something like this happens, they're diverting your attention away from something that's even bigger and probably worse, worse than an alien invasion. Yeah, and you notice they're not. Ta- no one's talking about the Hunter Biden story, and uh, Hunter, uh, and uh, Joe Biden and his connections with China and Russia. All we hear now is balloons, balloons, balloons. That's it. That's it. And now we're shooting everything down. Why now? You allowed a balloon to literally fly over every major military installation in the nation, and they did not shoot that down. But now we're shooting. It's like every couple of hours we've got another we've got another section of airspace that's been shut off, and and we're shooting something down allegedly because again we haven't seen any actual video from the military of them shooting anything down. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm hoping that people are really starting to wake up now, and you've got to go live on WCBM. Well, you're kind to say that, Victor. Give them a call and tell them, hey, we want the the Todd Stern Show live on WCBM, and who knows? You might be able to make it happen. Victor, appreciate that call. Let's go to Cindy uh, listening to us from New York. Hi, Cindy. What's on your mind? Hey, Todd. Love your show. Um, Western New York. My concern is, I don't know whether to laugh or cry over this whole what's going on in this country, but my concern right now is that cloud over um, Ohio that's drifting this way and it's killing fish and the cattle and everything. And it's, I live in western New York, almost to the Pennsylvania border, and it's, it's coming here. Like, what has anyone addressed what it is? No, no what, what, Cindy. What, what kind of cloud is it? Yes. So we've got some intel on that, and uh, and we'll play this audio in just a moment for you. Uh, but nothing official from the government. And again, we haven't heard from right. FEMA. We haven't heard from Pete Buttigieg. And by the way, this right. is his responsibility. And you've got yeah. people out there. You've got people out there. Firsthand accounts of pets, of livestock, of yes. fish that are dying. Fish. Yep. Cindy, are they giving you, because to your point, that chemical cloud is heading towards New York State. And Me, yes. All our weather comes from the wet, yeah. Are they yep. giving you guys any kind of intel? Nope. No heads up. Nobody said nothing about it. And no, it's not even on the news, Todd. Hmm. No, it's not. Everybody is focused on whatever the alien invasion is. Yeah, yeah. Look over here. <laughs> That's it. That's it. 
Um, no, we have we have not gotten any official reports, but okay. there are concerns that the cloud would be heading in in your direction, and also for the folks that get their drinking water from some of these rivers, uh, you better pay attention because that water, that contaminated water, will eventually flow into places like the Mississippi River. Exactly. The water thing, too, that somebody mentioned that is like, oh, my, lordy, lordy. But anyway, I love your show. Just wanted to weigh in on that, and I'm scared about what's going on. I don't know whether to laugh or cry or uh, shoot a balloon down or... <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I look. I understand, Cindy. I understand. All right, hang in there, and we're going to play this audio uh, from okay, a scientist you. in just a few moments. That'll help explain exactly what it was that exploded and caught fire, and the impact it, it can have. And we'll do that after the bottom of the hour news. Cindy, thanks for the call. Uh, by the way, even some Democrats are now having problems with the Biden administration and transparency. Here's Congressman Jim Hines, cut 16. And by the way, I, I, I have real concerns about why the uh, administration is not being more forthcoming with everything that it knows. And Chuck Todd, cut 17 on MSDNC. For some reason, the spokesperson, John Kirby, did not volunteer this information about fighter jets being scrambled to shoot down another object until a reporter in that room asked. In a statement on Saturday, the U.S. military could not provide details about the object, including its capabilities, purpose, or origin. And again, there are some weather issues when it comes to actually collecting this thing that was shot down. The shootdown occurred as the U.S. Navy and Coast Guard continue to recover remnants of the Chinese spy balloon from the Atlantic Ocean last week. We asked the White House and the Pentagon to provide any guests this morning to tell us more about these incidents. Both declined. So what do you make of that? It, it's just very odd. And it, it's and people are fascinated. We Every time we would put out a breaking news alert about another incident, I, I mean, we're talking tens of thousands of people on the website wondering what the heck is going on. And we're going to be talking with Congressman Matt Rosendale in just a little while. But do you think the Biden administration is pulling a fast one on us? Or do you believe that our enemies are, in fact, launching these devices and trying to target us maybe and we don't know we don't know why the chinese are doing what they're doing but senator marcia blackburn has a theory and she's suggesting that this is part of a long scale event where the chinese and we're talking by long scale we're talking about long term we're talking about a hundred year plan for global domination and it certainly looks like they're up to they're up to something nefarious. Now, over the weekend, there was a report out of Hawaii, and uh, this was well documented, where they had these green laser lights that came out of the sky that believed to be from a Chinese a Chinese satellite, and it looked it looked as though they were mapping the state of Hawaii. I mean, this is bizarre stuff that's happening in our country. So anyway, it's it's all fascinating. We don't know what this all means just yet, but we still have a dangerous situation happening in Ukraine. Joe Biden and the administration, they've all but admitted they blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. And if that's the case, then Joe Biden ought to be impeached for a war crime. I mean, that is a that is uh, that is an international war crime. But nobody wants to talk about that. 
Nobody wants to talk about this massive environmental disaster that happened in Ohio that could be putting American lives in danger. And if the livestock are going down, you got to wonder about the people. And we're going to play some audio from a scientist, uh, this audio going viral on Twitter. And it's really fascinating when you find out what exactly was in that train when it went up in smoke. All right, 844-747-8868, toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. We'll also give you an update on this breaking news out of New York City. Looks like a possible terrorist attack. This is the Todd Stern Show. I will say this. I mean, if you're an alien, and just think about this, let's just say you're some, like, you come from some planet controlled by reptiles, and you fly your spacecraft all the way to planet Earth, and the first person you run into is one of these pronoun-confused soy boys. You know what I'm doing? If if I'm the, the reptilian overlord, I'm turning around and going right back, I'll head over to Mars, head over to Pluto. But I would at that point say, yeah, this con- this yeah, this planet yeah, not worth conquering. We're just going to take a pass. That that's what I would do. All right, eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight. Our toll free telephone number. That's eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight. I want to play this audio. Uh, going back to this other weird story that has not gotten a lot of attention, but there was a massive chemical explosion in Ohio. And this train disaster, I mean, even just days later, you've got all these fish, livestock, family pets dropping dead. And so this scientist has a theory about what happened. Cut 18. This hasn't been getting a lot of coverage, and the coverage that it has been getting hasn't been very good. So let's talk about the trail derailment in East Palestine, Ohio. East Palestine's about an hour north of Pittsburgh, almost halfway to Cleveland. Norfolk Southern has a rail line that goes right through town, and this derailment happened right on the edge outside of town on the border of PA and Ohio. Of the cars that crashed, five of them contained vinyl chloride. It's a monomer used to make PVC. Some of the reporting on this has gotten vinyl chloride confused with polyvinyl chloride, the polymer made out of vinyl chloride. Now, the reason that this distinction is really important is vinyl chloride is very hazardous and very flammable. Polyvinyl chloride is a plastic that's used in, like, everything. The other thing about vinyl chloride is that it boils at 8 degrees Fahrenheit, so it's shipped in its liquid form. Meaning that when these trains crashed and these started leaking, they weren't just leaking liquid, but they were spewing boiling gas. So vinyl chloride is really toxic. OSHA has the permissible limit of how much you can be exposed to it during an 8-hour shift as a 1 ppm part per million average over eight hours. So prior to this, the biggest spill of this chemical was in New Jersey, where one train car and about 23,000 gallons of vinyl chloride were spilled, but it didn't catch on fire. Now, this crash in Ohio has five train cars. These kinds of tanker cars can carry between 25 and 33,000 gallons. Let's call it 250 to 250,000 pounds of vinyl chloride. That's per train car, five train cars, 
There's maybe a million pounds of this toxic chemical spilling into the ground and also boiling off into the air. But then it caught on fire. I think this is where the reporting is really bad because no one is mentioning what the byproduct of vinyl chloride burning is. Of the many byproducts of burning vinyl chloride, one of them is hydrogen chloride. Hydrogen chloride is really unstable and latches onto water, like just water vapor in the atmosphere, and that turns into hydrochloric acid. So right now, government officials, officials from the railroad, both the governor of Pennsylvania and Ohio are calling burning off the million pounds of this stuff a success, but not mentioning that it means that we have hundreds of thousands of pounds of acid in the air, potentially. Now, ever since engineering school, I've studied a lot of industrial accidents. I just find it really fascinating. And organizations like the Chemical Safety Board, NTSB, and OSHA all have like really good reports available to the public. I think as a designer, it's really good to learn about mistakes. When looking at these kinds of industrial disasters across time, there are a couple things that are pretty universal across all of them. One, the responsible party in this case, Norfolk Southern Railway, always plays down the reality of the situation. Politicians also just repeat the same lines, and then news outlets just repeat the same. So all we are hearing is the responsible party's word. All right, there you go. Uh, and that's it. And and he's right. We're not hearing anything about this. This is a major story. And yet another black eye for Pete Buttigieg, the transportation secretary. But they're not going to call him out on it because he's in a protected class. So what does that mean? Well, it means your little pet Fluffy could very well die as a result of it. And it's, But that is a scary thing, and that is going to have significant impacts on multiple states as this air cloud dissipates over parts of western New York. Pay attention to this one, folks. Uh, let's go to the phones here, 844-747-8868. Steve in Central Arkansas joins us. Hi, Steve. What's on your mind? Uh, I want to agree with most of the callers that have called in this morning about the these balloons kind of being a diversionary thing by the news media. And the, but this, I'm going to look at a whole lot bigger picture. I think most of what we've been fed in the news and is talked about around the world since COVID has been diversionary because that is what they don't want us talking about. There's a virus got released on the world that has killed 10 millions of people, and now an experimental vaccine put out that is racking up some bad-looking statistics. And there are a whole lot of questions that need to be answered about both of those. And I think most of what we get from the media and our government is diverting us away. If you look at the implications of what they did with COVID and what's going on with this vaccine, that's what they don't want talked about. And and it gets, it's getting crazier and crazier to try to keep people from wanting to ask answers uh, wanting answers to those questions. It's a fair point, Steve. And there are a couple of congressmen over the weekend. And again, there has been zero conversation about this from Republican leadership, which is odd. So everybody, this thing is either so bad, whatever it is that they're shooting down is so bad that they don't want to talk about it. Maybe they don't want to, I don't know, that they don't want to terrify the, the American people or, or, they just don't know what what's going on. But either way, it's unacceptable. We've had a couple of congressmen over the weekend say the administration knows what these things are, and they need to come clean and tell the American people. 
yes, they need to come clean about a lot of things. Well, yes, yes, they do. <laughs> but we don't. I, I'm fairly certain that's not going to not going to happen. Steve, appreciate the no. call and, and thank you for listening. Uh, Want to give you an update here. This is from the New York Post. The situation in Brooklyn, and this was this was very close to my old neighborhood, but a a U-Haul truck driver. So some guy we understand now 62 years old he mowed down people at at least three locations across brooklyn and he was heading into lower manhattan so that tells me this was not an accident according to the new york post the truck struck an unknown number of people near fifth avenue bay ridge on the parkway and then sped off down fourth avenue and bay ridge that is a major thoroughfare the photographs, there is a photograph of this guy being taken into custody, and it's hard to tell. I can't tell you ethnicity. It's just hard to tell uh, from from the uh, the photographs. But the man is in custody. According to ABC7 in New York, we understand the truck jumped the sidewalk at one location. At that location, at least four people were hurt. We also understand that a man in his 30s was hit on 4th Avenue. He's in critical condition. Three guys on mopeds were hit, and they sustained minor injuries. The former chief of detectives in New York City uh, says this is difficult not to compare it to the moment when a man drove a truck through a crowded street in Manhattan, killing a number of people back in 2017. So there you go. That's the very latest. We will, we've got the story up on our website, including some video from the crime scenes at ToddSterns.com. All right, let's go to Holly in Georgia, wants to weigh in on this balloon situation. Hi, Holly. What you got for us? I was just curious about had anybody looked into what Canada has to say about what was shot down. If our government isn't saying anything... Is their government saying anything? Well, no, only, you know, this is the puzzling thing, Holly. The Canadians have fighter jets, so why did they not use their jets? Why did they ask us to shoot it down? Wow, that is interesting. Again, I mean, we're happy to oblige. I mean, we've got the best military on the planet. So maybe, yes, obviously, they're going to want to reach out. Uh, but, But that is a great question, Holly, and the only thing we've heard is that it was an octagon-shaped device, and the military was very clear not to call it balloons. So whatever the things were the, this weekend, they were not balloons. Uh, that's not real comforting, but what I guess th- that's what we're getting yeah. for now. What are people saying there in Georgia about all of this? Uh, I, I'm not sure. Um. Holly, appreciate the call there. Yeah, I think we've got a bad phone connection. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, I want to go to Cut 14. This is KJP. She was asked about it. Wow. You, you got to well, go ahead and play the audio, and then I'll offer some commentary. Why is, why is the American military shooting something 
out of the sky over Canada. Because it's part of a NORAD. There is a, the NORAD is part of like a part of a it's a it's a what you call a coalition, a consortium, a, 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 so, a pact okay. exactly. And so that's why we were able to do that again. It, we didn't do it on our own. We did right. it in in uh, in uh, clearly in in in, in, in step with uh, right. Canada. Canada. Uh, <laughs> the nation of Canada, ladies and gentlemen. So you wonder. Joe Biden has an excuse. His is dementia. I'm not sure what her excuse is, but we're just standing alongside our allies in the nation of Canada. All right, we got to take a break here. 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. Hey folks, welcome back. Good to have you with us. By the way, Joe Biden was was asked about the the balloon breach, the one that actually went across just about half the country, taking photographs and surveilling some of our most sensitive military installations. Here's what President Biden had to say. Cut number fifteen. Wasn't it a, a major breach, security breach? of the United States, just the fact that the balloon came into the airspace no. and flew over the country for so many days. No, look, <laughs> the total amount of uh, intelligence gatherings going on by every country around the world is overwhelming. And the idea that a balloon could traverse, uh, break American airspace is, uh, anyway, it's, it's not a major breach. Okay. No, it's not a major breach. Nothing to see here, folks. Just move along. Just move along. Oh, by the way, did you catch any of the Super Bowl last night? So the they played the the Black National Anthem. Did you know there was such a thing as a Black National Anthem? Uh, here's a little here's a little sound of it. enough of that so i got a question for it's a lovely song it, don't get me wrong lovely song the the performance very nice and we're, we're gonna leave it at that but i will say this that is not our national anthem there's only one national anthem now i'll get to that in just a moment but carrie lake is under fire because she was at the super bowl there in arizona and she did not stand when they played the black national anthem so I think this was a darned if you do, darned if you don't. Because if she had have stood, if Carrie Lake would have stood up for the Black National Anthem, you know what would have happened. She would have been accused of cultural appropriation. How dare you? I mean, it would have been right up there with serving fried chicken and the uh, the biscuits for uh, Black History Month at the local grade school. They would have come after her. So my contention is you stay seated. It's not our national anthem. It's nobody's national anthem. I'm just telling you, it's not a national anthem. But for the sake of the argument, what about the what about the Asian national anthem? Do they is there an Asian 
national anthem for America, or what about a Hispanic national anthem? Why is it that only the black players get an anthem? What about what about the Polish American football players? What about them? Surely there is a good polka tune that they could play, and I guarantee you everybody would love a polka tune. They could even play it on the organ. I'm just saying. But would you stand up for the black national anthem? Is it a sign of disrespect for non-black people to take part in the singing of the black national anthem? I'm telling you, the NFL is so woke, so woke. It's really sad. Anyway, Chris Stapleton did a great job. He uh, actually sang the real national anthem. And by the way, there is no black or white or Hispanic or Asian national anthem. There's one national anthem. Here's just a little bit of Chris Stapleton. All right, there you go. We'll play some more of it. Look, I thought it was terrific. I will say this, in my opinion, humble opinion, Whitney Houston's version, back during the Gulf War, best rendition ever. Let's go to Bill, Memphis, Tennessee, KWAM. Hey, Bill, what did you think about the Super Bowl? <laughs> you know, Todd, I'm a big, I'm a big better. I bet for years, all right, but I'm not like, I'm not a degenerate gambler anymore, so to speak. I mean, I don't bet all the time. But here's what I, here's what I've noticed, and here's what I noticed last night. That game was a, was a setup. They were making Pat Mahomes the new Tom Brady. That whole thing was ridiculous. It was a scam. From the show, from the Black National Anthem, I didn't even realize, I didn't even hear the beginning. I didn't even know they had done that. But there's no way, um, the coach for the, for the Kansas City is a solid coach. He's no genius. He's no halftime change everything around. You know, they did it against San Francisco because Garoppolo was a horrible quarterback. So you think it was rigged? Yes, it was rigged. There's no way Philadelphia was dominating that whole first quarter, first half, and then Pat Mahomes got her supposedly at the end of the first half. The ankle went down, let yeah. Me you, let me tell you some more stuff that makes make you think that people already knew this. Usually, there's a, you know what smart money is, right? The, the professional gamblers that know what's up. They did not bet on the game last night. They were betting on the on the prop bets that Jalen Hurts would score, Travis Kelsey would score, Mahomes would throw for a certain amount of yards. The big money did not come in on the side of the game at all. That's fascinating. I thought that was strange. Interesting. It didn't hit me. Bill, I hate to do this. Bill, we're running up against the top of the hour news here, but I will throw this out for our listeners. Uh, So you say this game was rigged. There was a very controversial call at the end of the game, no doubt about that, but there was also a controversial call when they called that touchdown back, um, which would have given the uh, the Chiefs the lead early in the game. So we'll we'll open this up to the callers. 844-747-8868. That's our number. Hang, hang tight, everybody. Hour two coming up next.
Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee. It's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Todd Starnes radio program. Hour two of the big show. Just got a text message from one of our great listeners, Dalton in Wichita, big Kansas City Chiefs fan. It says, Todd, I will fight your caller, talking about our previous caller, who said the game was fixed, that it was rigged. And by the way, that caller is not the only one. That, uh, that was a big story on social media, a lot of the sports websites today, suggesting that the Super Bowl was rigged in favor of the Kansas City Chiefs. I, I will say this. The, it seems to me the bigger controversy was that field. And this was um, – the field was painted, and it was incredibly slippery. And I'm telling you, there was that kicker. I was shocked that the kicker did not break his ankle when he went down. Everybody was slipping and sliding all over the place. But anyway, we'll take your calls on that, 844-747-8868. Also, would you have stood for the Black National Anthem? 844-747-8868. I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. She is the host of the Monica Crowley podcast. It's an incredible podcast, and we have a link to it on our live show blog. Monica Crowley. Hey, Monica, how are you? Hey, Todd. I am great. Thank you for having me back. Did you catch the uh, Super Bowl, any of the Super Bowl festivities yesterday? I did. Yeah, I watched the game. I thought it was a great game. I do not think that the game was rigged, although those refs were not particularly happy with Philadelphia. So if you're an Eagles fan today, I completely understand your frustration and anger. You know, it's it's interesting. Uh, I was looking at some pregame coverage from Philadelphia where they were already overturning cars and causing mayhem in the streets. But otherwise, it was a fairly peaceful night in Philadelphia in, in spite of the loss. So there, there's that. And uh, then there was the the halftime show. And Monica, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm getting old. But I was like, eh, it was all right. I, I, didn't, I mean, it wasn't like, wow. She didn't even, Rihanna didn't even try to pretend like she was singing. <laughs> yeah, I know. Now, it came out later that she's expecting her second child, so she did that performance while pregnant, which is pretty amazing. I just want to give her props for that. Um, but, yeah, I, and I noticed very early on, because I focused really intensely on things like that, and uh, I said to my friends at the time, I was like, oh, she's lip-syncing this, and they said, are you sure? And I said, watch. She didn't even try. She, like, yeah. dropped the microphone you know, while the rest of the track was playing. So, I mean, look, I, I think she wanted to be there. It was a huge win for her brand, Fenty, um, clothing, cosmetics, et cetera, because you'll notice that in the middle of her performance, she touched up her face. That was, she was, I was like, what is she doing? And then I thought, oh, she can't really care. She's in the middle of like a, a five-minute performance. What does she care? And then I thought, oh, she's promoting her brand. And she had all these influencers there at the Super Bowl, et cetera. So maybe not a win for her or necessarily the viewers, but definitely a win for her brand. So who's the smart one here? Her. And, and, <laughs> and certainly not intentional, but it was also a pro-life performance with the, uh, you know, with the, the baby on board. Oh, absolutely, yes. And this is her second child. 
There you go. All right. Well, that was good. That was, again, it was uh, Carrie, poor Carrie Lake's catching the what for because she didn't stand up during the Black National Anthem. But, again, I think if she had stood up, Monica, they would have accused her of cultural appropriation. Well, it's, you know, someone like Carrie Lake is sort of caught between a rock and a hard place, right? She'd be damned if she did and damned if she didn't. Um, look, I mean, the, the only song that you are really supposed to stand for, you're supposed to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance, and you're supposed to stand for the National Anthem. I mean, I saw a lot of people did not stand for that beautiful rendition of America the Beautiful by Babyface last night at the Super Bowl that came right before the national anthem. You know, people were respectful about it, but they didn't stand. But as soon as the national anthem played, they stood. So I look, if you want to stand for various songs, be my guest. If you don't, that's okay to accept the national anthem that everybody should be standing for. There you go. All right. Well said, Monica, I got to get to the balloon story here. This is just weird stuff happening over the weekend. And I'm not sure what to make of it, and especially after the New York Times reporter asked if these were, you know, extraterrestrials, and you would have thought the Pentagon would have shot that down, but they didn't do that. What's going on? They're shooting down other things, Todd, but not the rumor that these are UFOs replete with the little green men, right? Um, Look, I covered this a bit today on my podcast, which will go live here in a couple of hours, so I recommend it to everyone. It, we need we need answers to these questions because first we had the Chinese spy balloon, and then after that we had three separate incidents of unidentified aerial phenomena, as they're now calling it, UAPs rather than UFOs, but it's all the same thing, where our military is getting involved in shooting these craft down, including one yesterday that was floating above Lake Huron, one of the Great Lakes, uh, heading into the heartland of the country. So obviously we need answers to this. The fact that nobody, not the White House, Space Force, NASA, Air Force, nobody has held a press conference about any of this. You're just getting like, you're getting little briefings here and there. In fact, yesterday the Pentagon did a briefing by phone. Todd, okay. They couldn't wheel somebody out with some explanation. Another point that I made on my podcast today is that remember during the Iraq war, we would get the grainy footage of every single target. So whether the target was on land or in the sky, we got the grainy footage of our military locking in on the target and then it blowing up, right? We have not seen still photos, videos, either before they're blown out of the sky or after on the ground. We've got nothing. So all of this is very weird. It's very odd. I also think a lot of this is a giant distraction from the stuff that is actually happening that they don't want us talking about. For example, Biden family corruption, big tech FBI actual collusion, CCP aggression, Pfizer admitting that they're doing gain-of-function research, um, this massive industrial catastrophe in the heartlands in Ohio with the train derailment and toxic chemicals spewing into the air. There are so many things that are actually going on that they don't want us focused on, so they're throwing out shiny objects. I'm not saying these these aerial phenomena aren't real. I'm not saying that they couldn't possibly be a danger. We need these questions answered, but we also need to be talking about the actual concrete stuff, tangible issues 
that we know are going on. No, that's a good point. And we raised the the issue of that that horrible train explosion last week in East Palestine, uh, Ohio, which we understand is there are livestock that are dropping dead, pets, birds, uh, fish. Um, just dying hundreds of miles away from where this toxic explosion happened. And now you have this massive cloud forming heading, we believe, over uh, towards western New York, and nobody's talking about it. Nobody's talking about it. And by the way, where is our so-called president? This, this accident or this explosion um, happens right on the Ohio-Pennsylvania border. Pennsylvania is his home state. Where is he? Where is it? Where is our Department of Transportation secretary? He was out there today making jokes about the CCP spy balloon, but not a word about this massive train derailment and ecological catastrophe. By the way, where are all of the environmentalists, right? We've got an environmental disaster on our hands and they're nowhere to be found. What does that tell you? It tells you that the propaganda press, the activists, the regime, they only tell you and cover what they want you to know. So there's much more to be answered about this catastrophe with the train in Ohio. All just it's just all very strange and and weird. Um, we we've heard from several congressmen and they're saying, hey, look, the Biden administration, they know what these things are that are flying up in the air, but they're not saying they need to come clean. And I know we're going to be talking to Congressman Matt Rosendale in, in just a little while. But with all the hullabaloo that happened over the weekend, I was just surprised by the lack of of concern coming out of Washington. And, and even among Republican leaders, I didn't hear much from those guys. It's just all strange. Yeah. Yeah, it's all very, very weird. I mean, in the last couple of months, we have learned that the CIA had a hand in JFK's assassination, right? And and now we're getting more and more about UFOs, possible alien spacecraft, and, and everybody is shrugging their shoulders. What is going on? Mm. Again, these stories are being caught. They're putting, they put the stories out there deliberately, like the Biden classified document story. They only tell you what they want you to know, and then they pull back. So what's actually going on here? It smacks to me like a big psychological operation. The way COVID and the vaccines were huge psyops, this looks like it's a psyop, and it's peeing up the public. Again, the anxiety machine, fear is the government's favorite weapon because it's their most effective weapon. So what is going to come at us next? We don't know. All right, Monica, you talk about all of it on your podcast out today. And folks, we have a direct link to the Monica Crowley podcast uh, over on our live show blog. Monica, we're going to leave it there. Always great intel. Thanks a lot now. Such a pleasure, Todd. Thanks. All right. there you. It, it, could it be a, a PSYOPs kind of an event where they're playing with our minds? They're trying to build anxiety within the population, much like they did in the early days of the China virus facts. Is that possible? 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. Want to go to the phones. Jerry's been holding on for a while. Oak Ridge, Tennessee, listening to us on KWAM and wants to weigh in on this Black National Anthem at the Super Bowl. Hey, Jerry, what's on your mind? Thanks. Thanks for taking my call again. And I'd just like to point out that I didn't watch the Super Bowl and haven't watched the game in years ever since the NFL went all in on Colin Kaepernick. But in any case, this Black National Anthem, I couldn't be prouder of uh, Kerry Lake for, for not standing for it. And uh, the National Anthem, I didn't know anything about it, so you mentioned it. I mean, I've, I've heard it in the past, but I'm thinking to myself, I've got a 
black national anthem and black TV stations and black radio stations and black clotheslines and black congressional congress. We got these black colleges where they have black graduations. And it reminded me of what happened to Brett Weinstein at Evergreen College when he was, didn't leave campus on it was black only day. And uh, even a thing with Justin Pearson, you know, um, it sounds to me like they want to go back to separate but equal. And I'm wondering, you know, if anybody else is getting the same vibe because uh, everything they do is, is to create a distance uh, between blacks and whites. And I'm thinking that's maybe where they're going. And I'm not sure it's a bad idea. Well, it, you know, Jerry, it's interesting. I grew up in the in the seventies and eighties, and and we were in the process. You know, schools were being segregated, uh, or they were being desegregated, and um, it was it was a process. And there are a lot of people, even within the black community, and they were saying, "Hey, wait a second, we don't want that. You know, we want our kids to go to neighborhood schools. We don't be we don't want to be busing our kids." And the same arguments came out of the white uh, the, the white moms and dads too. Um, and and the idea was at the time you want to go to a neighborhood school. So if that's a majority black or white, it doesn't really matter as long as it's in your neighborhood. But to your point about creating a separate society, oh yeah, abs- I absolutely see that. And of course, now on many college campuses, you actually have segregated dorms, segregated activity rooms. Uh, it's a very common occurrence now where um, non non minority students are not allowed to participate. And, and a lot of these activities. So, yeah, I, I see that happening. I think that's a bad thing. I mean, I hear your point. I think it's a bad thing. Um, we need to be a united nation here, a united country, and we're not. And we're allowing these very evil um, race agitators to divide this country. And I got a problem with that. Jerry, appreciate the call. Thanks for listening. Thank We're going to go right to the phones. Got to take a quick break here. 844-747-8868. If you want to weigh in on the Super Bowl, whatever this is with the balloons, give us a call. We'll be right back. if it were aliens would they be friendly aliens or what's the over under have we checked you know they they bet on anything in vegas i'm wondering if if we've got any intel coming in on whether or not the aliens are friendly or not if in fact they're aliens Uh, welcome back to the show everybody 844-747-8868 let's go to chris in maine wlob our great station there hi chris what's on your mind Hey, I just wanted to comment on this uh, the thing with the balloons and, and the CIA supposedly being involved in uh, JFK's assassination. And if that is true, even just a little bit, you have to ask yourself, what what was the real story behind 9-11? Because I, I remember the media emphasized a lot on the buildings collapsing and all this, but what caused the greatest country in the entire free world to have its military system shut down did somebody trip over the court and just it, it unplugged chris so I, I just, chris there have been there have been stories about that and and investigations and books written about that and and the the significant security failures that led up to 
what happened on 9-11. And it's just fascinating. And it's, and it covers not just Democrats, but Republicans. There were failures going back years, predominantly under the Clinton administration. But even George W. Bush failed to heed the warnings that he was being given in the, in the first weeks of his presidency. And Chris, but Chris, just think about this. Just think about this. Look at the look at the classified document scandal that's brewing. I mean, nobody's taking any of these documents seriously. They're just throwing them about here and there, squirreling them away. These are classified documents, and so you wonder what what's going on in Washington D.C. where there's been a collapse of any responsibility. Right. Right. And 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 how about the media when they were sensationalizing those poor people jumping to their deaths that day, and they were they were hyping all that stuff. It it just the whole thing didn't sit right. And and now we're learning about the CIA being involved all the way back into the sixties with with JFK. So, something is really really not right with uh, with with government, and it really makes me wonder. And and you're right to wonder, Chris. They've given you every reason to, to make you wonder. Chris, appreciate that call. Thank you for listening to the program. Oh, this is an interesting story. This is from this is from Tennessee. There is a state representative, brand new guy. He's a young fella. His name is Justin Pearson. He is a radical black activist. Got elected to the state house, and he's making a statement. And he's very upset because apparently there is some sort of a rule that says you have to wear a suit and tie on the floor of the House chamber. By the way, a rule that was set forward by a a black woman who was a, a lawmaker. Anyway, Mr. Pearson showed up on the House floor the other day in a combed out afro and a black dashiki. That's one of those uh, Western uh, Afri- West African uh, shirt kind of blouses with a lovely necklace. Anyway, uh, he says that the um, the blouse represents and symbolizes resistance. He says, what we're doing is subversive to the status quo, and I want to make people feel uncomfortable. One Republican said, hey, wait a second, that's against the rules. And then he said that wearing a suit and tie is, I've got to read this to you, is a form of white supremacy. And he says that wearing a suit specifically, it is westernizing European culture on black people because they want to make blacks look like cis white older men. All right, folks, welcome back to the Todd Stearns radio program. I want to go right now to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. I have been waiting to talk with Congressman Matt Rosendale from Montana all weekend. Uh, Congressman, first, thanks for uh, coming on the show today. And uh, second, what in the world is going on in the airspace over America? Uh, too much, Todd. And, and unfortunately, we're not getting a lot of straight answers out of the Department of Defense. I just left Malmstrom Air Force Base. I'm sitting right now in Great Falls, Montana, about three miles from the Air Force Base, in the middle of a uh, several hundred square miles of an ICBM missile field that is poised to protect our nation against adversaries 
around the globe, and and we continue to have reports about objects uh, that are crossing our airspace. Airspace has been closed. Several objects have been uh, brought down to the ground, and unfortunately, uh, we haven't had really great straight answers yet. Here's what I do know. Um, these things are originating in China. China doesn't like us. And I have a real serious problem with the information that they are collecting, whether it be military infrastructure, whether it be civilian infrastructure, whether it be data from uh, cellular towers, um, major concerns, and, and I'm not getting those answers. And so while the, the commanding officer at Malmstrom is very supportive, he doesn't have the ability to just share that information with me. So I made it very clear that if I did not get those answers, uh, somebody better be waiting at the front door at the Pentagon here directly because I'll march myself up there and, and demand that because guess what? The people across the country need to know, and, and certainly the people here in Montana that continue to look skyward and see these things flying around, they sure need to know what's going on. I want to go back to last, it was a week before last, where there was the report that this lady had taken the video um, of something, you know, explosion in the sky and something falling, and it was pretty much dismissed. But what people didn't realize from, because the national media moved on quickly, but the, the sheriff there said they had actually gotten calls from other citizens seeing whatever this woman saw in the sky. Do you have any intel on that? What, what, do we know what that was? No, that one I have not had any further information. I spent a lot of time trying to uh, uh, determine if anyone else had uh, seen that video, if they had seen it in real life, and, and the uh, local uh, officials there had shared with me that they couldn't corroborate anything so i moved on to the things that are being corroborated but for example here's what i can tell you todd i was at an event in columbus montana on saturday evening at seven o'clock and i did get a call from dod but I, but it's because it had already gone public that we had airspace shut down again here in montana so they pretty much had to to get in contact with me and at that time they said that they uh, felt pretty secure that there was an object in the sky, that this was not a radar anomaly, and that the, uh, because of darkness, they weren't going to be able to put any more um, aircraft in the sky to try and, and, and locate it and bring it down. So I said, okay, look, I don't know what you are and are not capable of doing. So in daylight, I will expect to hear some kind of information. Well, 7.30 a.m. rolled around, and I didn't hear anything. So now we're 12 hours later, 9.30, 11.30. I finally started reaching out and saying, what, what is going on? And then I heard there was additional airspace shut down over uh, Lake Huron, and I figured that the thing had traveled uh, to the east on the currents again, and that is why they had additional airspace shut down. And I saw a post from one of my colleagues in Congress uh, Jack Bergman, uh, retired General Jack Bergman, who said this thing had been taken down. And uh, my my um, really uh, upset um, and fight with DOD is I can't have my staff trolling 
Twitter all day and, and trying to catch newscasts that, that inform me of what's taking place. So my frustration level right now is extremely high. I spoke to a high school class this morning, and the teacher asked me, when do you think that we'll have an unsanitized uh, description of, of what's been taking place? I said, unfortunately, I don't think we'll have an unsanitized explanation for 50 years. But we certainly need to have up-to-date information about what is going on so that people can can um, put to rest some of their concerns and fears. And, and that's the concern I have here, Congressman. Uh, and they could have done that. Uh, they, there was a big press briefing right as the Super Bowl was kicking off. Uh, I watched that briefing. A New York Times reporter, not some, we're not talking about, you know, some sort of a podunk publication. A New York Times journalist asked the Pentagon whether or not this could be an alien craft, like from another world. Now, it's a legitimate question. I mean, everybody's asking about it. That's what people are talking about. But it was the response, Congressman. We actually had this audio. And uh, Kyle, let's uh, if we can play this audio, this is the response from the Pentagon. Uh, because you still haven't been able to tell us what these things are that we are shooting out of the sky, uh, that raises the question, um, have you ruled out aliens or extraterrestrials? terrestrials and if so why because that is what everyone is asking us right now and thanks for the question Colleen. i'll let the intel community and the uh, counterintelligence community figure that out i haven't ruled out anything uh, at this point we continue to assess uh, every threat or potential threat unknown that approaches north america uh, with an attempt to identify it so there you have it. They haven't ruled out anything yet, Congressman. We that, look. This, come on. Look, I went to a classified briefing, Todd, um, before I left Washington about a week ago. And, of course, we're not allowed to say anything that we heard there. But here's what I'll tell you. I didn't hear much of anything. I, I, I walked out of the room with more questions than I, did, than I had answers. Um, they're not giving information. And, again, yes, yeah, certain information is sensitive. But when, when the people across the state of Montana are looking to the sky and they see these balloons, they see objects in the sky, don't just flat out lie to people and try to deceive them. Let's have some, some accurate information to try and, and, and give them some level of, of comfort. Do, do you, Congressman, have, I mean – do you think that this is from another planet, or you think this is all coming from China, maybe Russia? I think it's China, maybe Russia, but I think it's from China. And I think that they're poking and prodding, and they're trying to accomplish two things. One, see just how far this administration will let them go. Two, how much information they are able to collect. Again, it's not one balloon that's going to collect all of the information that they need to try and cause problems in the United States. It's, it's the cumulative um, measure of all of this data a little bit. It's like putting a puzzle together. You don't just take one piece and that's, that's the puzzle. You take a piece and then you put that piece together with this piece and you take that piece and put it together with another and then it starts forming a picture. And, and China wants to be the world's power. And the way that they're going to accomplish that is to be stronger than us militarily, to be stronger than us financially, economically. And, and so any information that they can get to help them accomplish that 
is what they're trying to obtain right now. I, I, and I'm trying to get a peg on this. Even the conservative media, everybody's downplaying this. Nobody's really talking about this, including Republican leadership. Uh, should we be talking about it, or is this just much ado about nothing? I do not accept that premise that, that this is uh, irrelevant and inconsequential. Anytime that a foreign entity is gathering information about our country, about the civilian infrastructure, about the military infrastructure, and about our cellular communications that are taking place, that is a problem. It's a major problem. All right, uh, Congressman, it is, and let's hope we get some answers. It just seems to me, and I'll leave, I'll leave you with this, this question. Monica Crowley was on in the last segment, and she said this kind of smells like a, a psyops kind of a thing, getting the people into a panic. And you and I both know late night radio. We know what they talk about, you know, ET and all that kind of stuff. But there are a lot of people that are concerned about this, and and we're hearing nothing to put people at ease coming from this administration at all. Todd, we're being invaded from the sky, and we are being invaded from the southern border. And, and now we know that even on the northern border, we've had the uh, illegal crossings up to 100,000, which is pales in comparison to the southern border. But 100,000 as compared to the previous years, two to 4,000 people. We, we are being invaded on all sides, and this administration is doing nothing to protect our citizens and our way of life. All right, we're going to leave it there. Congressman, appreciate you. Thanks a lot now. God bless you. You have a good day. All right, you too. Congressman Matt Rosendale from Montana, and he is raising a big stink up on Capitol Hill to me. I need to know what the heck is going on in big sky country. Are you buying Are you buying what the congressman just said? Do you too believe that, that this is China and they are scouting all of our military installations? And this administration does nothing about it. 844-747-8868. That is our toll-free telephone number. Folks, you've heard this from Newsmax, and we've been talking about it for a couple of weeks now. AT&T's DirecTV removed Newsmax from 13 million homes. AT&T owns DirecTV, and this is the second conservative channel they have removed in a year. Meanwhile, DirecTV is still keeping 22 liberal news channels. I want you to I want you to hear why I love Newsmax, and I know a lot of our listeners do as well. Uh, and and Newsmax, they're fighting the good fight, fair and balanced journalism, and they're doing a terrific job. And they're angry about the censorship, and you should be too. Get this: they are America's fourth highest cable uh, high, for, fourth highest rated cable news channel. So why is it they were deplatformed, and yet Directv kept all of the liberal channels that nobody watches? Ron DeSantis defending Newsmax. President Trump defending Newsmax says the censorship is unacceptable, and he says you ought to cancel your DirecTV and AT&T services. And I want to encourage you to do that, and they made it super simple. Call 877-NEWSMAX. That's 877-NEWSMAX, and all the information is there on how to disconnect from DirecTV and AT&T. Again, that number, 877-NEWSMAX. Not if they were friendly aliens, they won't be now after we shot them down. Uh, I don't really think that uh, we could shoot down an alien ship because they would turn that uh, 
fighter jet into dust before we even knew what happened. All right. Well, thank you for that, uh, Ricky. Appreciate uh, you using our shout out function. And by the way, you guys can send us a shout out over on our app. You say, well, how do I get that app? Well, it's free. And you can get yourself um, a download at kwamradio.com, kwamradio.com. Right, let's go to the phones here. Suzanne in Georgia, WDUN, wants to weigh in on the UFOs. Hey, Suzanne, what you got for us? Hey, Todd. Um, as I'm listening to all this nonsense um, last night I heard, I, I thought I was reading a QAnon. It was like, they're saying that it could be a, an alien Well, I'll tell you a story. About 35 years ago, a girlfriend and I were heading down to Alamogordo, New Mexico, to a family Thanksgiving. We stayed in a Roswell Holiday Inn. So we were young, so we went to the bar, probably had a few drinks, started talking about, you know, Area 51. The whole bar went silent. Really? So we very sure. Oh, yeah. it It was visceral. So we decided probably a good time to go. So my point is, how... I thought that the government was diabolical before. How? The military can come out and suggest, speculate, oh, yes, possibly. You know, where did we, how did we go from China to aliens that it could have been a UFO? It's diabolical, Todd. It's, you know, it's just, I agree with Monica. She beat me to the punch. Yes, it's a psyops now to beat on people's anxiety, very much like COVID, the beginning of COVID. I felt this last night. I said to my husband, you feel you feeling weird? What's going on here? And I and you know it's it's almost difficult. You don't want to believe it's so diabolical because we're all human beings in here, the United States, the greatest country in the world. But what is going on, Suzanne? There's there's a lot to look at, and and that's the challenge. Uh, not only do you have China which is out there sending these balloons over. And, and I think if you read between the lines, that's what Rosendale was telling us, is that these are all from China, not from right. not from Vulcan or Klingon or wherever. Th- these are right. homegrown. and But the issue now is, okay, we've got China. We could be at war with them, especially if they invade Taiwan. You've got this situation that is getting worse over in Ukraine. As a matter of fact, the State Department telling Americans to get out of Russia right now. They're telling them to leave and don't go. If you if you've got vacation plans, don't go. So that's about to that's about to boil over. You could have you could literally have a world war brewing, and and the administration wants us to focus on what's happening in outer space. Yes, and you know what? At the same time, Todd, Jill Biden is still partying like it's 1999. And you have to understand that she probably has some input into this. So I leave you with that. That's a fair, it's a fair point. All right, Suzanne, thanks for, thanks for calling in and thank you for, for listening to the program. Uh, by the way, folks, if you haven't already done so, you got to get some information on our big trip to Israel. I'm taking a hundred of our listeners. We're going to stand with Israel. It's a seven-day, seven-night journey. You're going to visit some of the incredible Holy Land sites. Also, we're going to have some private meetings with Israeli government leaders, uh, some of my friends over in the nation of Israel, a private tour of the Knesset. It's going to be wonderful. And all this month, if you sign up and you do our payment plan, well, we're going to provide you with a, a wonderful free breakfast uh, in Tel Aviv, and you're going to get an exclusive Todd Stern Show jacket. It's a, it's we're not making many of these, so this is an opportunity for you to to 
really have a once-in-a-lifetime experience in the Holy Land. If you would like information, all you need to do is go to our website, toddsterns.com, and you can click on the banner at the top of the page, and you'll be able to sign up. You can you can pay the full thing if you want to, or if you want to pay in the installment plan, you can do that as well. And also, a lot of people asking about shots. You do not need a China virus shot to go on this journey. Now, you can also call, and uh, Dylan will take all your information. If you'd like to talk to somebody and get information that way, you can do that as well. The telephone number, 844-747-8868. In the next couple of weeks or so, we will be announcing some of our other special guests, some of our special musicians that are going to be joining us. It is going to be just a really fun time, and I will say this. For right before the China virus broke out, we were doing these experiences at the Cove, uh, the Billy Graham Training Center. We'd have a couple of hundred of our listeners get together for a weekend. What a wonderful time that was. And the best part about it, you you just make brand new friends that have become lifelong friends uh, from all over the country. And you're going to be able to experience that on this journey to Israel. So give Dylan a call, 844-747-8868 if you like information. Or again, you can go to our website and sign up that way. All right, folks, hour three of the big show coming up. This is the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee. It's common sense conservative commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Hour 3 of the Big Show. Happy to have you with us today. Uh, wow, a lot going on. And we, we have a little bit of breaking news coming from the White House. So the White House Press Secretary, Karen Jean-Pierre, is clearing up the big question. And by the way, she, well, we'll, you know what, we'll play the audio, and then I want to go back and explain the context. I just wanted to make sure we address this from the White House. I know there have been questions and, and concerns about this, but there is no, again, no indication of aliens or extraterrestrial activity with these recent takedowns. Again, there is no indication of aliens or terrestrial activity with these recent takedowns. Wanted to make sure that the American people knew that, all of you knew that, uh, and it was important for us to say that from here because we've been hearing a lot about it. Um, I, I, I'm not would you tell us? I, I'm just, you know, I loved E.T., the movie, but I'm, I'm just going to leave it there. You know, I appreciate the chuckle fest here, but let, let's get real. The only reason people were asking about E.T. is because the White House and the Biden administration brought it up in the first place. Nobody else was asking about E.T. Everybody just assumed these things were either coming from China or Russia until the New York Times reporter yesterday Ask the military, all right, so people are asking about E.T. here. What is there anything to this? And what did what did the military say? Well, the military said that they would not they would neither confirm nor deny 
Uh, because you still haven't been able to tell us what these things are that we are shooting out of the sky, uh, that raises the question, um, have you ruled out aliens or extraterrestrials? And if so, why? Because that is what everyone is asking us right now. And thanks for the question, Helene. I'll let the intel community and the uh, counterintelligence community figure that out. I haven't ruled out anything. All right. Uh, that's all we need we to know. Continue. They haven't ruled out anything. So that's why people were asking the questions. So it's a little disingenuous. And you heard all the uh, the White House press reporters. <laughs> oh, oh, those silly people. Well, the person asking the question happened to be a reporter from the New York Times. You know, I, I'm telling you, there's no way any alien life form would ever invade America. To have, they'd have to put up with that press corps. I'm telling you. By the way, I want to, we had a caller, uh, Lynn from Arlington, Tennessee, lovely town, by the way. She wants to know why we're giving China so much of our money, like buying clothes and cheap stuff. And I'm, Lynn, it's a great question. I'm going to answer this question for you. It's because we're cheap. And at the end of the day, we're always looking for a bargain. And so the Chinese, they dump all this cheap crap on us. And the American people, they buy it up. That's why. You know, Donald Trump declared war on China. It was an economic war. And it was very successful. And what was it? The first thing Joe Biden did, he lifted all, all of the tariffs. He lifted all of the policies. And that's why you're seeing so many so many of our American businesses making their products overseas now. It's it's really appalling. And the amount of the amount of land and property that China owns in this country, it's sickening. Just sickening. China pretty much owns America right now. I mean, that's how bad it is. All right. So that's so that's that, Lynn. And the best way that we can combat that is to buy America and buy American-made products. And it, it's hard to do, but you can do it. And we try to do that. I try to do that in my household. And it is very worthwhile knowing that you are supporting America and not China and the CCP. All right, 844-747-8868. I want to go back to this story that I um, told you about in the last hour. So we have one of these radical Black Panther, not the movie, but the old school Black Panther types, a guy by the name of Justin Pearson. He's a state representative, an activist in the Tennessee State House. And this guy has caused nothing but trouble. And that's the whole thing. He's one of these power to the people kind of people. So anyway, he showed up on the floor of the State House the other day, had a big uh, combed out afro wearing the black dashiki, which is the uh, the male blouse that West Africans wear, did an interview with National Public Welfare Radio, the local affiliate there, WPLN. He said that he refused to wear a suit, and he explained why. He said that the, that his blouse symbolizes the resistance. Quote, this dress is resistance. This afro is resistance. What we are doing here is subversive to the status quo, and I think that's going to continue to make people uncomfortable. That's what he said. A Republican lawmaker by the name of David Hawk blasted Mr. Pearson, uh, said he was violating decorum, 
and it was a long-standing practice for men to wear a suit and tie and ladies to wear formal business attire. Mr. Hawk, who's been in the legislature for a while, said that he remembered a time that he showed up in the House chamber. He was not wearing a tie. By the way, Mr. Hawk is white. And Mr. Hawk was confronted by Lois DeBerry, who was, at that point, the Democrats were in charge. And she was the ranking Democrat, also a black lady, by the way. And she went over to Mr. Hawk, the white guy, and said, you cannot come onto the floor of the House if you are not wearing a tie. Now, did Mr. Hawk go out and scream racism? No. He said, my apologies. I forgot a tie. I'll go back to my office and I'll get a tie. And he did. And that was that. So anyway, um, Mr. Pearson uh, remains defiant. And as a matter of fact, I think we've got some audio uh, from that encounter with Mr. Mr. Hawk um, and talking about the uh, dashiki cut number seven. I remember being a young legislator in this House of Representatives that Lois DeBerry would stand back there several times a week and remind us how we must have respect for this legislative body. And part of that respect is how you look and how you appear. I showed up one Monday night on two wheels trying to get in here, and I did not have a tie on. And she reminded me, Representative Hawk, if you don't have a tie on, you don't get to walk in that door. And as we honor the this legislative body, I, I'd like to think that we honor Lois's memory and, and how we look and how we treat each other and how we give the respect that we hope to get back. I still, to this day, I keep an extra tie in my drawer. I keep an extra coat on the back of my door because I'm scared to death I might forget something. So I, I like to honor that memory of Lois as we go forward. Thank you, Mr. Speaker, member. In this Black History Month, it is uh, appropriate that we love, we honor her for her service to this state. And he is right. But she was also a person that would say to a new member over to the side, she wouldn't embarrass a new member. She would say, let's educate the new member. Let's fold them in appropriately. Let's talk to them and invest in them. So, yes, Lois did have a passion for decorum in this body. And the speaker, you and I have already talked about it. So I appreciated the fact that you yourself was willing to allow me to address that issue. And we did. But I understand the member's point. He may feel he needs to do what he needs to do. And this house belongs to all of us. All right. So now you got this guy, this Representative Pearson. And now he's saying, oh, I'm the victim of white supremacy. Quote, we literally just got on the state house floor and already a white supremacist has attacked my wearing of a dashiki. Resistance and subversion to the status quo ought to make some people uncomfortable. Thank you to every black ancestor who made this opportunity possible. We've got the story up on our website. By the way, so there are no official rules governing what people are supposed to wear, but it's basically been accepted by tradition that you wear a suit if you're in the state house chamber and the, the ladies wear business attire. Mr. Pearson goes on to tell National Public Welfare Radio, quote, what's happening here is you have the discriminatory practices and policies to help homogenize this community, talking about the black community, to look like a cis white older man. Cis is C-I-S. It stands for straight. He says they're trying to homogenize the black community to look like 
old white guys, which is westernized European culture, which in and of itself is its own expression. So basically he's saying that to wear a suit and a tie is a form of oppression. You can't make this stuff up. But this is where we're going here. This is critical race theory in action. This guy, I think he's in his 20s. So he's been radicalized in his public school and his university school classrooms. And no, I'm just telling you, this is it. Now, here's my concern. And this is a valid concern uh, in the Tennessee House chamber. Since there is no really official rule about this, what if other people want to wear clothing that symbolizes their ancestors? I mean, it's possible you could have these lawmakers showing up in in a kilt or, God forbid, a loincloth. I mean, it's well in Egypt they used to wear the loincloth. Part I'm just telling you. So, so there you have it. So I guess. Brooks Brothers and J.C. Penney, you guys in the suit department, that's racism now. That's racism. By the way, I noticed something. I was scrolling through Mr. Pearson's Facebook page. It's very fascinating, to be honest with you. You can learn a lot by um, what you see on someone's Facebook page. And it turns out that Mr. Pearson, who so strongly objects to wearing a suit, he, he, was, he was at a local church a few Sundays ago. And I want you to take a wild guess what he was wearing. Oh, he was wearing that white man's oppression. That's right. It was very nice, too, a nice suit and a a tie. So, hmm, interesting. Some might call that hypocrisy. 844-747-8868. Toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. All right, it's interesting how the local media in East East Palestine, I've been saying Palestine, but it's Palestine. So this is a community that borders two states. It's Ohio, but it's right there on the Pennsylvania border. And some of the big TV stations sending reporters down. And one of the experts is saying, basically, they interviewed one of the hazmat experts. And they said, quote, we basically nuked a town with chemicals so we could get a railroad open. And that's exactly what they've done. And now people are really freaking out because the cloud is about 200, about 200 miles wide, covers most of West Virginia. You've got Ohio and Pennsylvania all the way up into western New York. And there's a lot of concern about what's happening with wildlife in the area. A lot of reports, a lot of video of animals dropping dead, pets, birds, fish. And all of this stems from this train derailment back in what the what February 3rd is when it was in this village. Nobody was injured, and we haven't heard of any health concerns with humans just yet. But there's a lot of concern over what exactly was set on fire. Nobody's talking, and that's a concern. Even the government. We haven't heard anything from Pete Buttigieg, and this is his wheelhouse, literally. So the train was spewing out boiling gas, 
And then the officials, in order, because again, this was holding up the railroad. So they had to get up, they had to clear everything off of the railroad tracks. So instead of waiting, they just decided to burn what was left in the tanker cars. And that's what created this massive toxic cloud of chemicals. Vinyl chloride in five tanker cars. And now you have water utilities as far away as West Virginia that are not taking precautions. So this is a huge story, and nobody's talking about it. There's been more coverage of that horrible earthquake in Turkey than there has been of this environmental disaster that happened in Ohio. And you know what's going to happen? Years from now, you're going to have folks getting cancer, getting sick, and they're going to be wondering why. There have been no press conferences, none. So the poor people there in East Palestine are left to, they they don't know what to do. And they don't know what's going on. A lot of people have yet to be, they have not been able to return home just yet. So we're going to keep an eye on this and we'll keep you updated. But what a mess. But all they wanted to do was clear the railroad tracks so they could get those trains rolling again. Inhaling the chemical can irritate the nose and throat, cause coughing and shortness of breath, also dizziness and drowsiness. A town hall is scheduled for Wednesday in the high school auditorium because a lot of people are rightfully so very, very nervous. Erin Brockovich, remember her years ago, very, very popular, famous environmental activist, ended a movie about her. Julia Roberts starred as Erin Brockovich said that community members need to be documenting what's happening to their own health and take video of any wildlife or fish dying. Federal lawsuits already been filed against Norfolk Southern to pay for medical screenings and related health care for anybody who lived within a 30-mile radius. Here's the problem. They only evacuated like a hundred, I'm sorry, a one-mile radius around the, um, around the explosion scene. Meanwhile, residents from nearby neighborhoods in Ohio and Pennsylvania have now been evacuated because of health risks from the fumes. But those people have been allowed to return. You think there's a cover-up here, folks? Something doesn't smell right about this. Meanwhile, the government wants us to think that we've got an alien invasion on our hands coming from outer space. 844-747-8868, that is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. By the way, I've got to tell you about our good friends at Patriot Mobile. Man, are they doing some great work. And I've been hearing a lot of people dropping AT&T and picking up Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless carrier. These guys are wonderful. We have been with them for years now, and they are the real deal. You see, they not only share our beliefs, but they're doing something about it. Patriot Mobile donates a portion of every dollar to organizations fighting for causes that you care about. And if you switch to Patriot Mobile right now, use the promo code TODD, you will get free premier activation and a free gift. Patriot Mobile has incredible nationwide coverage. They use the same towers the other carriers do. And best of all, they have a plan to fit any budget, no matter how big, no matter how small. And if you're a veteran or a first responder, well, they're going to give you an additional discount. It's very simple. PatriotMobile.com slash Todd. Go there. Check out all the plans they have. Check out their coverage map. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Todd. If you sign up, be sure to use my first name as your 
promo code Todd. And you can also call 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT if you want to talk to a human being. But again, use my first name and you're going to get some great discounts. All right, we've got to take a quick break here, folks. Again, our number, 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. Welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Happy to have you with us today. By the way, NPR now says there are certain places where we should continue masking for the rest of our lives. This is coming from National Public Welfare Radio. Uh, They have three experts weighing in, and uh, they're saying that we should require people to wear face coverings, the face burkas, in airports and in hospitals all over America, also schools. So what say you, ladies and gentlemen? Do you, do you agree with NPR that we should consider wearing these face masks for eternity? I was shocked. I was over the weekend, I was at a dinner, and I was really surprised at a lot of the, uh, the wait staff still wearing the face coverings. 844-747-8868. I'm done. That's it. Nothing else. I'm done. No more masks. I'm telling you, if if it means not flying again, so be it. All right, um, want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Uh, Joe Condit joins us. Uh, there's a big national men's conference coming to Cincinnati, Ohio. Joe, good to have you with us. Todd, thanks for having me on. It's always good to be on with an award-winning broadcaster and bestseller. Well, thank you for that. Um, Joe, tell us about the big conference you guys have coming up. We've got a big conference in Cincinnati, Ohio, on March 25th. It's the National Men's Conference, uh, nationalmensconference.com. Our headline speaker is Jonathan Rumi of The Chosen, uh, which I believe has reached over 400 million people at this point. Uh, We also have, for the first time ever, the Archduke Christian Hopsburg, who is the direct descendant of Blessed Carl. He's making his first speech ever in the United States, young, 68 years old. So that's something that's going to be making history, which we're really excited about. And then, of course, next to them are some uh, panel of NFL players, some Bengals players, um, along with some motivational speeches from some local church leaders. But we're really excited, Todd, about what it's going to do. It's a one-day event. It's meant for men to come together in the name of Christ, fellowship with each other, and grow in spirituality. And uh, this is going to be held in Cincinnati, is that right? It is. Uh, it's put on by Catholics, but anybody of any faith is welcome. But believe it or not, Todd, back in 1994, the first Catholic men's conference ever put on in the United States was in Cincinnati, and we're trying to make it again the marquee event where all the men from all over the country come and meet each other and have at least one time a year to fellowship with each other and you know spend the day, maybe a father with a son, and hear some inspiration. Yeah, I noticed that uh, you know in the materials uh, promoting the conference, you you offer something called the Dad Challenge. I, what is the Dad Challenge? Well, Todd, you and I both know we get most of our love for sports teams from our pops, right? From our dads, and fathers need to understand instilling something like this in their son is even more than important. 
than being a big college or uh, uh, professional football fan. And the dad challenge is grab your son, grab your son, and bring them and have a day to grow with each other, not only bond and have quality time, but also grow in a spiritual way to make you better and closer with your son or closer with your dad. So we deeply discounted the tickets for this package. So any father that wants to come, they come to the website at nationalmensconference.com, click the dad challenge area, and you get an automatic discount for bringing your sons. Well, that's a pretty good deal. And again, uh, this is coming up in March. And where can people go if they'd like to get information on the National Men's Conference? Nationalmensconference.com. Uh, we are selling virtual tickets as well. So we got tickets already sold in Australia, <laughs> which is incredible. We're worldwide. But nationalmensconference.com, you'll be able to get all the information on where to buy tickets. And hopefully we'll see everybody in Cincinnati on March 25th to see Jonathan Rumi and the other great lineup of speakers we have in store. I know from the uh, Protestant side, you know, it's there's been there have been efforts to to organize and and unify men uh, among Catholics. I, I'm curious how how is that effort going, and how important is it for Catholic men to to take a stand and and rise up in leadership? I think it's 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 most important. You know, as a Catholic man and as a Catholic, you're open arms to everyone. You want to invite them in to understand Catholicity, but it's more called upon us as Catholics who believe that we, you know, we have the faith, we have the one true faith, to step up in leaders and, and live that way and try and instill that in other men. Men don't follow people that don't lead that way. So it is very important that we also open up the doors to every faith to come and get a Catholic experience and, and you know, start learning, hey, this is why we believe what we believe and why we believe everyone needs to grow in Christ together. All right. Well, Joe, congratulations. Looks like it's going to be a great lineup and a great turnout. And again, folks, we have a direct link. So on our live show blog, if you'd like to get information on being a part of the National Catholic Men's Conference. Joe, thank you very much. Thank you so much, Todd. All right, there you go. So that's coming up in March in Cincinnati. And they're calling this the Godfather, an original event of Catholic men's uh, conferences. So there you go. Uh, be sure to check that information out. By the way, had an amazing time over the weekend. Big turnout at the uh, the men's conference here in Memphis, Tennessee. And uh, Coach Mark Rick got to visit with him for a little while. Also some, uh, some wonderful other speakers uh, at that event. And then last night or Saturday night, um, we had Congressman Lee Zeldin in town. Uh, the New York congressman ran for governor. He brought a message to Republicans that, quite frankly, every Republican, every conservative in the nation needs to hear. And and one of the big challenges in, in this part of Tennessee, uh, Memphis is a blue state. It is rock-solid blue. And there's, there's a lot of great stuff in Memphis, but there's a lot of bad. And the bad is, is because of these leftist policies of Democrats. And yet there really has not been a concerted effort to reach out to minority voters in, in the Memphis area. And that's a tragedy. And that's one of the reasons why Republicans always lose here. They're just, I mean, it's a, it's a majority minority city. So Congressman Zeldin brought this message, and he he called out some people, and I'm glad he did, and specifically these campaign advisors, and and they're man, they're they're making millions of dollars, millions of dollars, and it's not just in Tennessee, but all over the country, 
And they go and they tell these candidates, oh, well, you don't need to be advertising on talk radio anymore. You you don't need to spend your money there. You don't need to be going out and and reaching out to the minority communities because they're not going to vote for you. They're going to vote for somebody else. And so they take the advice of the experts, and, and what happens? Well, they lose. So Congressman Zeldin came in and said, hey, look, you got to stop that. And if you've got a campaign consultant and they're telling you, don't campaign in an area because you're not going to be able to win their votes, he says, you know what? You need to fire that campaign consultant. And it's a great point. And he also told Republicans, and this was all under the under the narrative, that there should have been a red wave, but Republicans did not deserve a red wave in the midterm elections. And he said the reason why is very simple, because we didn't do a good job. We didn't go out there into these communities and make our case. President Trump did, but far too many Republican candidates did not learn the lesson that President Trump tried to teach them. Go into those communities. And as Congressman Zeldin said, don't pander. Don't grovel. No, don't do that. You get out there and you're a part of the community. You know, one of my recommendations, I I think we ought to move our Republican campaign headquarters from the suburbs right smack in the middle of Memphis. Let's go ahead and plant a flag and say, you know what? We're moving our offices here because we want to be a part of the community, and, and we want to tell you about what it means to be a conservative, what it means to be a Republican. But if you're not going to take the time or the effort to go into the communities and be a part of the community and shop in the community, then, then they're not going to vote for you. They're not going to support your policies. Fascinating. It was, it was like a sermon for politics. And it was, I mean, he had, he had that crowd on the feet multiple times. And I really hope everybody in that room, they heard the message he was bringing because it really was a come to Jesus moment. I mean, he was basically saying, hey, you folks screwed up and here's how you screwed up and here's how you can unscrew up. And that's a good thing. We need to hear that. I mean, when you don't have a single Republican in high leadership that was elected, that's a problem. At least I think it's a problem. So anyway, I'm, I'm glad to have Congressman Zeldin came down to New York, brought, brought his wife, brought his daughters. And it really was just an incredible moment, just an incredible moment uh, when, he, um, when he spoke to Republicans down there. All right, look, we got to take a break here. We're going to open up the phone lines, 844-747-8868, toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. And you see by the dawn's early light, oh, so proudly we hailed at the twilight as gleaming, whose broad stride. And bright stars through the perilous fight for the ramparts we walked were so gallantly streaming. 
right, that was the national anthem, and uh, it was a tremendous performance by Chris Stapleton. Very simple, very moving, and I don't know if you caught the uh, images of the Philadelphia Eagles head coach. Just the guy was just weeping, tears coming down, uh, coming down his face. Just really moving. Anyway, I th- I thought this was fascinating. Do you know that people were actually placing bets? on how long the national anthem would be. Did you know that? This is fascinating. Um, According to Sporting News, seven of the last eight national anthem performances have hit the over, so many were expecting Stapleton would do the same. However, sportsbooks accounted for this, and as such, the over is higher than usual. Um, There you go. So how long was the Super Bowl national anthem in 2023? Unofficially, it lasted two minutes and one second from start from the start of the first word to the end of the final held note. I wonder if Stapleton knew this going in. He could have just ended it abruptly. <laughs> anyway, there you go. Uh, the over, by the way, the over, um, 126.5 seconds, under 126.5 seconds. So the... Um, Sports books set the over under at 95 seconds and go burned as it ran for 111 seconds. Well, there you go. All right. You learn something new every day. But man, they were betting on everything, everything last night. Uh, who was singing um, the, um, the Kelly Clarkson effect, the whole nine yards. So I didn't realize this was such a big deal, but it is. So there you go, Super Bowl fifty-seven. Look, I thought it was a great. I thought it was a great game, but man, are people really upset over the NFL's decision to paint that field? And they're lucky players were not were not injured. But uh, anyway, uh, people are asking, well, what what happened? So the uh, the Super Bowl held at State Farm Stadium, and the field was painted. And apparently it caused – there was a lot of people slipping and sliding, especially over the heavily painted areas. Uh, this is coming from Sports Illustrated. But the NFL worked on the field for over two years. Two years. Cost $800,000. And they built that field on an independent sod farm in Phoenix. They spent a lot of money on this thing. So anyway, they said it looked great, yet during the game, numerous players were slipping and sliding across the field. Former Arizona Cardinals linebacker Hassan Reddick, rather, I'm sorry, Hassan Reddick, said, quote, I'm not going to lie, it was the worst field I ever played on. It was very disappointing. It's the NFL. You would think it would be better so we could get some better play, but it is what it is. A number of players last night also weighed in and complained about the field conditions. So, the NFL used um, the sod father, that's George Toma, for every single Super Bowl. Yesterday was his last. Interesting nugget. He said yesterday's playing service was the second best he's ever seen before the game. I don't know about that. So we'll see how things um, we'll see how things work out for next uh, for the next Super Bowl. But anyway, what's very exciting is the USFL is getting ready to kick off, and Memphis, Tennessee is going to have a team. They have resurrected the Showboats. Looking forward to those games. 
Let's go to the phones. Louise in Georgia wants to weigh in on those balloons. Hi, Louise. What's on your mind? Hey, Todd. Let me say something about that field first. The, the dudes playing football are not used to playing on grass. They're used to playing on artificial turf, and I think that's all that was wrong with it. That 94-year-old man did a great job, I thought. But anyhow, first let me say that Moron that we have up there, Austin's one of them. I can't think the other one's name. First, they need to be stripped of all the medals that they wear, so whatever the word is, you know. They need to be stripped of that, thrown out, and never get a penny pension. But anyhow, people tickle me. They're so gullible. Did they not realize, <laughs> you know, that first thing got seen or we never would have heard about it. But all these three or four that they've had like this week, I think our own government's sending them up so they shoot them down. So then get on a conversation about UFOs and all that crap instead of concentrating on what our Republicans are doing in all those hearings and just, you know, get the heat off of Biden and all his crap he does wrong. Could be. Well, and Louise, thank you for that call. And and that could be the case. Um, Again, had it not been for a an amateur pilot out there we would never have even known about the first balloon the one that got shot down off the the south carolina coast so it could be this has been going on for a very long time and we we just didn't know about it i mean that could be the case all right louise thanks for the call folks we've got to scoot out of here uh toddsterns.com is our website go and check out the stories we have for you including some unbelievable video of this u-haul attack you're, it's unbelievable. You just got to watch it. It's at ToddSterns.com. All right, folks, get out there. Have a great day, America. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.